Iowa everywhere. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Live from the Channel Seed Studios. Channel Seed Studios. This is Jared and J-Bo and Iowa Everywhere. Everywhere. Jared Stansberry, Stansberry. Jordan Bohannon, Bohannon. together on Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Yo, welcome to the podcast. Channel Seed Studios. What's up, Jordan Bohannon? (sighs) What's up, Jared? You got your tinfoil hat on. We've been talking before the podcast. We were texting last night. The tinfoil hat is on. (laughs) It's been an interesting uh, last, what, 16 hours in the state of Iowa uh, ever since the news dropped. Well, I guess mid-afternoon yesterday, the news dropped that the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission had opened a uh, an investigation into Iowa baseball. That turns into Iowa State releasing uh, – or releasing a statement acknowledging that 15 of their student athletes uh, in football, uh, wrestling, and track and field uh, were had were being alleged to have placed wagers on sports. Uh, and then shortly after that, the University of Iowa said it had received reports that 111 individuals, including 26 current student athletes from the baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling teams, may have been may have been involved in illicit sports betting. Uh, there are a lot of different ways that this story could go. We can't go into some of them uh, because there's, you know, legal ramifications involved. Uh, you and I were talking before we started. This is something that could range everywhere from a slap on the wrist to someone going to prison if it was that serious. So uh, interesting thing to have to try and talk about, but we're going to try and give some opinions here. Cause I think there's a, a lot of layers to this story that can be picked through. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely hard to try to work around the legal ramifications of this. Um, but we did have our tinfoil hats on and, uh, before the show, we did a little more investigating. The more I look into this is just the more complex and bizarre this situation is Jared. I, 
from exactly what you said, the range literally can be from a slap on the wrist by the NCAA, maybe getting suspended a game all the way to prison time. Like that's like, that, that's literally the range that we're working with. And, and based off all the information we've been getting and all the f- actual hard facts, the media has reported on, I don't know what end of the spectrum it could be, honestly. And we have received some more news today, uh, this morning. Uh, the head of the Gaming Commission, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Brian O'Rilko, uh, who's the director of the State Gaming Commission, uh, was quoted in a, in a story from the Action Network, said, quote, we review the types of wagers that come in and how suspicious they are. We have no reason to believe that there's anything like that here. There wasn't anything giving us pause or leading us to believe that any of these markets were compromised, meaning uh, markets on Iowa State or Iowa. It is notable, I think, that Iowa baseball, which is the you know was at the kind of the center of the start of this story. Uh, It's notable to me that they have not, as far as I know, they have not taken Iowa baseball off of the betting boards. Uh, so they've not paused betting on Iowa baseball. That was what they did immediately w- last week when the stuff came out about the baseball coach at Alabama, uh, who was ultimately fired and had been connected to some sort of sports wagering situation that we don't really know all of the details of yet, but just have bits and pieces of. Uh, so that to me is notable. That tells me right there that they don't think that there's anything significant as far as you know guys on the baseball team shaving points or anything along those lines uh or any sort of you know compromise to what's happening on the field in that sense but the iowa release did mention some sort of criminal conduct which is what we don't know we don't know what that means it could mean a lot of different things um it could mean anything from someone you know, betting when they're underage to using somebody else's account to place bets uh, in kind of that same vein or all the way to point shaving. But to make any accusations of that sort would be wildly irresponsible uh, on our part based on the information that we have at this point. Um, But either way, like something serious happened here that people are going to get in, in considerable amount of trouble for. And it just is... Uh, at this point, it's like a waiting for facts before you really know exactly what that trouble is going to be. If that's going to be true legal trouble or if that's going to be NCAA type of trouble. Yeah, I thought when I was reading the University of Iowa's investigation, their code of whatever they were posting on, online, and they said the word criminal. I mean, that's something if you're know any sort of law about sports gambling that's usually meaning along the lines of if if we're referring to that 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 exact word that's referring to lines of point shaving or underage betting i mean i don't know what else unless i'm not aware of another criminal act that's involving sports betting i mean that's usually what it's directed towards and it so that so now with that and then on top of the iowa gaming commission coming out and saying they don't see any um, wrongdoing as of now, I don't know the exact quotes of it, what he said, but it's just, the more you add on top of it, it just makes it more complex. I don't understand. It's like they're, they're working against each other. Like, I feel like the university of Iowa and Iowa gaming commission is having deferring statements just based off those two 
statements and quotes that they came out with, but I, I don't know. It, I, it's just really bizarre to me. Uh, Scott Docterman got this quote from Brian Oerilko. Uh, I quote, I can tell you there hasn't been any, any information or issues that have been raised that have raised any doubt with the integrity of any of the markets involving the two universities. That's different than we received regarding the LSU Alabama game, which means that they had gotten indications that there was something that had compromised the integrity of, uh, of that contest. And now, you know, they haven't seen anything the same or, you know, of that sort with Iowa or Iowa state, but still it just is, it just is weird because at the end of the day, like we know for a fact that this is against NCAA rules, that is the absolute baseline starting point of this, that if there were these 26 current student athletes at the, at the university of Iowa, the 15 at, at Iowa state, they are going to face some sort of NCAA ramifications. What that means is up for conversation. Uh, I did look this stuff up um, yesterday and you know, the, what it says on the NCAA's website is the NCAA rules prohibit participation in sports wagering activities and from providing information to individuals involved in or associated with any type of sports wagering activities concerning intercollegiate amateur or professional athletics competition. Sports wagering has the potential to undermine the integrity of sports contests and jeopardizes the well-being of student athletes in the intercollegiate athletics community. It also demeans the competition and competitors alike by spreading a message that is contrary to the purpose and meaning of sports. Sports competitions should be appreciated for the inherent benefits related to participation of student athletes, coaches, and institutions in fair contests, not the amount of money wagered on the outcome of the competition, uh, which is a bunch of kind of word salad of uh, trying to explain why they feel the way that they do. Uh, but in a frequently asked questions thing that they've got on their website, it says, what will happen if a student athlete violates existing sports wagering prohibitions? Uh, and the answer is quote, student athletes found in violation of NCAA sports wagering rules will be ineligible for competition subject to appeal by the committee on student athlete reinstatement. The appropriate penalties will be considered on a case by case basis based on the divisions student athlete reinstatement sports wagering penalty guidelines. I have no idea what the, what the division student athlete reinstatement sports wagering penalty guidelines is. Uh, but I would imagine they've got some sort of cookie cutter way of, you know, if you place one bet or if you place 50 bets or if you place a bunch of $500 bets or something like that, uh, that they're able to, you know, kind of piece through this and come up with what kind of suspension that is worthy of. I don't know that we have ever seen this in recent NCAA history. I can't think of a time where any student athlete has been suspended for betting on something, you know, anything like that's, that's the thing we we've never seen this before where, you know, whoever it may be an Iowa state football player an Iowa football player could have put a bet on the masters, you know, or could have put a bet on Iowa, the Iowa women playing in the final four, like whatever it may be. And now they're going to get in trouble for that. And that's what, that's where I think there's two different conversations to be had here because, you know, these guys know the rules. Like you, you can, can attest to this. They come in there and they tell you guys that you can't do these things. Correct. Yeah. And there's multiple meetings that are had where this is mentioned that, or, you know, there's different ways to go about this, that they, they make sure and make it clear that you are not allowed to bet as a college, as a student athlete. Uh, 
So that's where I think some element of this to me tells me that there was something that had triggered some sort of sweep. I'm guessing that it's the Alabama LSU game that caught a bunch of these names, you know, in there that had been people placing bets had been caught up or doing whatever placing bets, like just a normal person would do, you know, in, in everyday life in America, millions of people do it every day and either thought they would not get caught or just blatantly had disregard for the rules, didn't know the rules or whatever it may be. And now they're going to be suspended for that. That's basically like what, how my mind has worked through this thing and how I think that that's what like the general principle of it will be the general outcome, at least from where I sit right now. My mind is okay. We keep alluding to the fact of the LSU Alabama situation, right? Like that's, even the um, administrator for the gaming commission just came out and said a quote about LSU Alabama game. My thing is why did it start? The next state was Iowa. Like, you know what I'm saying? There should be all, all these other States because you're telling me every single athlete on all these other States hasn't placed a bet, but Iowa, like all of a sudden there's a huge sweep in Iowa and they're taking down all these or investigating all these athletes currently as we speak. So my mind, and I'm obviously speculating right now, is there had to be something more, right, for this amount of athletes to be investigated on? Because if it was just one or two, okay, one one place to parlay for a World Cup game, okay, we get it, slap on the wrist, spend it a game, we're, it's done for. Because this was tweeted about like last week, like the last Friday was, this is initially reported on with the Iowa baseball team. And now we're seeing like a huge widespread of investigations occur within Iowa. And now on top of Iowa State's included to it now. So from that aspect, like the amount of, just the amount of people being investigated is bizarre to me. And yeah. that makes it even more complex. And I, that's why I'm, I'm thinking like there has to be more to it than what's being said. Well, and that's where like those outside of the, the potential criminal conduct in the Iowa release, everything else read like what a school would say when they're going to self-report NCAA violations, you know? And that's where I, that's what it immediately, that's how it came off to me immediately. That's what I thought with the, with the Iowa state, I was like, you read that release and you're like, okay, so they're self-reporting 15 NCAA violations those will go through the NCAA infractions process, whatever that means in 2023 in these, and they'll come up with some sort of suspension or Iowa state will suspend them. You know, we'll try to be preemptive and suspend them themselves and try and, you know, agree to some sort of punishment for everyone. Uh, that's like what it read as to me. But the thing that I don't understand is when they run these sweeps, like how, there has to be some sort of technology or whatever that can filter through these things and find the people that are student athletes, you know, like there has to be. And, um, I don't know if it's right that like the NCAA, if someone is of age and is a student athlete and wants to place a bet on the NBA, if they're a bat, if they're a football player, if they want to place a bet on golf or like a professional golf or whatever it may be, like, I don't know if that's a bad thing. You know, I don't know if that should be against the rules in my yeah. opinion. Obviously it is against the rules right now. So you got to follow the rule, even if you think the rule is bad, but it's like, I think that that's where I've kind of landed on this is like, I don't know what the bad thing is here. You know, right now what I'm seeing is that 
yeah, there might just be some people who place bets. People place bets. Millions of people place bets across this country every single day. You know, why should they not be able to do that? Because they're a student athlete. You know, it's no different than drinking or anything. Same thing like prof- like professional. Now that I'm playing professional, and like I was like totally anti ga- like gambling when I was in in college. I, I hated my friends. I used to cuss them out when they used to talk about like our spreads and stuff. I was like, dude, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, don't even do that shit. And then now I'm like graduating. I'm like, okay, I get why everyone's so addicted to it because it's fucking fun. But mm-hmm. it's like. The thing that's bizarre to me, like the like professionals, right? So now I'm playing professional basketball. Like I can bet on college basketball. Like I can bet on all these other sports. I just can't bet on professional basketball, which makes sense, right? Like if you're a college athlete, what what's the issue of betting on a different like a professional soccer game? Like is it really that big of a deal? Which I feel like someone maybe involved in the investigation, you know, speculating that maybe there's someone out there that's going to slap on the wrist because of everything that's happening. They put a bet on a, a different sport and they saw, they flagged it. The thing I'm curious about is what you also said. Like there has to be some way to that this was flagged already by the sports betting apps. Like I can't even get on DraftKings. Like I'll put my information on and my my account. They said I'm a professional athlete. I can't use their website, which is Seriously? a different. Yeah, like I'm like I, I can't, I'm not allowed to bet on DraftKings. It won't let me because I'm a professional athlete. So they must have a different they have a different like ordinance within their app that you, they don't allow professional athletes on their app, which is different compared to like Barstool or uh, I don't know the other one Caesars or whatever or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Circa. Yeah, whatever. So it's it's so each one has like a different protocol, I guess you could say, how they flag accounts which makes me believe like it has to, it had to start with them that they're the ones to begin with to flag account. And that's what started this whole investigation. Yeah. And I just, I hope that people for the most part don't jump to conclusions. I know that it's really easy to jump to conclusions. I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people panicking yesterday. I would say people panicking and man, like it's conceivable. Yeah. that certainly some football players or whatever that are, uh, are important players could be suspended, but I don't think that anybody should be worried about the possibility that this is like this massive grand conspiracy. That's like going to bring down Iowa state or Iowa athletics. You know, I just, I don't know. And I, I certainly could be wrong, but I just, I don't see that right now from what I am seeing of the facts that are out there publicly at this point. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of expecting like the slap of the wrist violations to be occurring based off what's being said to us in, in the media, but also like you always have to prepare for the worst, right? Like who knows, maybe there was more wrongdoing that we're not aware of. You just don't know. Like, I think it, I think it is extremely irresponsible to, jump to conclusions like it's i'm I'm finding hard to talk about it with you like not even speculating even more because i don't want to like hurt someone's image even worse like it's so hard not to just because of the limited amount of information that's out there all right even more from brian orilko head of the iowa racing and gaming commission 
<laughs> this guy is on the phone with everybody right now, man. Uh, he just talked to Keith Murphy, apparently, from uh, Channel 13 in Des Moines. No inf- or, quote, no information of any suspicious wagering activity involving Iowa or Iowa State games. It hasn't been anything to raise integrity doubts. No evidence at this time of match fixing or point shaving. We, the Iowa Racing Gaming Commission, review wagers that come in and how suspicious they are. We have had integrity and alerts in the past. LSU versus Alabama base, uh, baseball last week was one. We've had UFC integrity alerts. We've had none for Iowa or Iowa State markets, uh, which just means games. Um, so that to me, you know, if there is more to this, they're not letting on, you know. Yeah. And that then tells me that if there is something criminal about this, then it probably comes back to the underage betting thing, which we just, we don't know. You know, we're not going to know about that until whatever situation needs to work its way through the courts. And that's the one, when I read through it at the begin with, when we were talking about the Iowa statement, I didn't, I, I glanced right over the criminal word. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't until you that stated, I think it was last night. I was like, holy shit. Like, why would they say criminal? Like that's, that's kind of a word that was kind of an outlier of everything else they were talking about. Like it just looked like a normal NCA violation they were reporting and there's going to go infractions, like you said, and they'll take care of it. But the the fact that they use that word there had, there has to be a little bit more. And you know, all of those releases basically came from the same place yeah. at the end of the day, like with the border regions and everything, you know, I don't know, man. Like it just is a weird deal. I think we're just going to have to kind of wait and see it shake itself out like everybody wants immediate answers that's why brian orilko has been on the on the phone with everybody and their dog this morning is but it I, good he's on the phone right now dude from what perspective like do you think it's better just to not say anything rather than well i think it's good to try and probably quell some quell some of the public the public you know freak yeah. out of what is currently happening yeah because if it's not that big of a deal why would they make it? They yeah. wouldn't make it one, right? You know, which is what I'm think is what this is. But just they kind of are though. They but, are. Being, but they're not. He's probably taking these calls and just has to keep. He keeps saying the same thing, a variation of the same thing to the same to just different people. You know? I don't know, dude. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking at the Iowa statement. Like it, it seems like they're trying to make it a big deal. Do, do they not? I mean, I'm sure that the schools look at it as a big deal, but that's because it's a significant NCAA violation. Right. You know, like this is the kind of thing that up until I think a couple of years ago, you lost your eligibility for completely. You would not, you would no longer be able to compete in college athletics if you were caught placing bets. But I think that they changed that whenever the, whenever sports betting became legal, because they knew that this was going to be a thing and it's going to continue to be a thing. And that's where I think realistically, where we get to this is at some point, the NCAA is going to have to change the rules. Like I, I think otherwise they're going to have tons of people suspended every year, you know, and they can't investigate every single athlete for that. Like that's literally not pot. They don't have enough manpower to do that. They hardly have enough manpower to do what they have to do now. You know, like they can't, they can't even do infractions cases on, on actual infractions, you know, like actual things that, I mean, this is obviously an actual infraction by the law, but you know what I'm saying? Like the people that are actually out there cheating and and compromising the integrity of the game, like yeah. we can't actually do anything about that, but we're going to do something about this. Yeah. Come on, man. It's just crazy. You know, I, I don't know. But again, if I think that on some level, 
how seriously you view this situation. One, how are you for or against betting? If you are against betting, instantly you're going to jump on this. This is something, oh my God, this is exactly why why sports betting should not be legal, you know? But if you're for betting, you're going to jump on it and be like, well, see, the system worked. We caught the people that shouldn't have been betting, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is going to go both ways. And like, everybody's going to use it for what they want to use it for. When I think at the end of the day, like you just got a bunch of kids that made a, a dumb decision and did something that they shouldn't have done. You know what I did find kind of weird too was there's a university of iowa employee that was named within the individuals from the university of iowa too is it i don't know the rules you probably know better than i do is it illegal for any university like faculty faculty member it's not just athletics department i don't think it's illegal i think it's against ncaa rules yeah so the nca so they adhere to the NCA policy when they're a faculty member. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're, this yeah. isn't about an administrator only or athletic department administrator. This is, I'm talking about both sides of it. Like faculty member and administrator and athletic department. I, I believe so. Yeah. Like you could be shit. You could be the janitor, you know, and theoretically you might not be able to place bets on sports. Really? I mean, as far as I understand it. Yes. I believe that that's true. I thought it was just athletic department. If, and again, well, I have no idea what the rules are. I was just asking. That's kind of crazy to me that a faculty. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense if you have a athlete in your class too. Okay. Oh, is that is that what the release said? It said something about a faculty member. I saw. I thought that it just said it's that a university staff employee. Member. I think it said university employee. I think I don't know the exact word. That's. Of it. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking it has. It had to have just been someone that was like working in the athletic department. That's my guess. That's what I thought it was. Was yeah. the athletic department yeah. person? Yeah. But again, that makes it even kind of more bizarre. Don't does it not like? Why can't that person bet on on the NBA or whatever? Is basically yeah, what you're saying. Like, yeah. Why would they come after a guy that's just betting a NBA game or a soccer game? Right. It's just kind of. I don't know. It's weird. Really See, but weird. this, it goes back to, again, like to the NCAA's rules and their inability to make rules fast enough to adapt with the times, yeah. you know, because right now I just, I don't know that this would be like, you look at the NFL, there was those guys that got suspended. I think they suspended five guys last month for sports betting. And uh, I don't know that any of them got the full year, like what Calvin Ridley did when he was kind of the first one. But I think that the shortened, you know, the shortened suspensions that they gave to me felt like a signal that they're aware of the fact that this is going to become kind of a thing and that they need to adjust how they adjudicate it, you know? And I would imagine that will come up in the next collective bargaining agreement whenever they have to have those conversations. And again, this is coming down okay athletes may have done some wrong with not following ncaa policy but there's no collective bargaining agreement for them to be protected further about any like health we talked about health and safety we talked about just being employees in general just being have a revenue sharing but like this comes down to like the athletes aren't really they're given like the all this huge handbook by the ncaa like yeah we're talked about not to sports wagering like that's common sense but you know how many different infractions there are for athletes out there 
before especially before nil jared like it's mm-hmm. it's absurd like it's almost impossible not to infract have a have a role infraction yeah like it's, it's so basically hopeless. everybody at some point is probably going to break one of the rules oh easily like just taking a dinner used to be like me and my girlfriend we went out in okaboji one night and this guy took care of our dinner when i was like a, it was before the nil like was that 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 would have been a infraction you didn't self-report Fuck no. <laughs> That's a suspension right there. Yeah, Should have been sitting me. out the season opener. Take away my Indiana game winner. Sue me. <laughs> the NCAA is going to come back and they're going to say uh, all games, all wins have been vacated. <laughs> vacated. <laughs> George's last two years. Has no- hey, you've been a big enough thorn in their side. I don't think you want to <laughs> give them any ammunition. He took a dinner. They're vacated. That helped. That helped his competitive advantage. They took it. He took a dinner three years ago. <laughs> All wins after that must be vacated because he gave up his amateur status. Unbelievable. What a joke, dude. Like, it, it, and that's what, I don't know. Like I'll say what I said at the top. This is likely a, a pretty serious thing. I don't think that this is the type of thing from what we have seen publicly to this point, just me giving my opinion. It does not seem like something that anybody is going to go to prison for. Could somebody get fined? Certainly that, that certainly could happen, could be cited for something, you know, the underage betting thing or whatever to me personally, that is not that big of a deal. That's just me being completely honest. It, to me, that feels a lot like somebody getting an MIP, or something along those lines of minor in possession of alcohol, whatever it may be. Uh, that doesn't make it right though. I'm not trying to justify it by any means. I'm just saying, I think we're going to get to a point eventually where the NCAA either has to change their rules or these people are just going to continue to be suspended. And there's going to be tons of suspensions every year. I would be shocked if there's not more of these stories that come out by the end of this week. I mean, if this is the case, the, they're going along the lines like the MIPs getting handed out like candy with in universities. If they're going along this lines of sports wagering, because every I mean, like we I just talked about a few minutes back, like every every university is going to have athletes that have infracted against the NCA on sports wagering. Like you can't tell me it's it's feasible. Hundred percent of the athletes, a hundred percent Jared from all the other schools, there hasn't been an issue, right? And in the grand scheme of things, like Iowa state has the 15, how many student athletes are there at Iowa state? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so that's what a pretty small percentage, very small, you you know, 26 current student athletes at the university of Iowa. They've got even more teams, I think than Iowa state does. So that's even probably a smaller percentage, Mm -hmm. you know? So it just, it's like one or two people on a team, you know, that are doing something dumb. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those people are going to go to prison, but they might be suspended. And we might not get clarity on that until the next time that they have to play a game, which for football obviously is in the fall for men's basketball is not until the winter for baseball is this weekend in Iowa's case, you know, so that like, we're going to probably find out in trickles, like what the ramifications are of this at the end of the day. Cause I can't imagine that they're going to put out any more press releases about it. Uh, we got our information from the schools and that's probably going to be the extent of it to the, for at least a little while. 
I want to hear your thoughts of my pure tinfoil hat speculation going on right now. You think it's having anything to do with like tax season occurring recently that there's like a large wager place and that's what started it all with LSU and Alabama. They flagged that then they're flagging some tax implication that had to occur on a sports wagering bet from the university of Iowa or Iowa state. You think that has any, or is it just a coincidence? It's you think happening. these, you think these 42 or 41 student athletes are the, are the best betters at the school? Fuck no. I bet they've lost thousands of dollars combined, but maybe there's one or two that that's what started it all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like I, that's the thing. We have no idea what could have triggered it. Yeah. I, I think realistically that Alabama coach did something really stupid. You know, well, you're betting on a game that no one's betting on. Like, what are we? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? And you're the coach. <laughs> but you already know that they've got some sort of system. I'm sure that immediately they could have some sort of pool of names and say, "We want to pull all of these names out." Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that they could do it. This is the government. This is what the government can do. I can about guarantee it. They can pull go through. They could pull out everybody who's even like tangentially involved with those people. You know, their parents, like all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And be able to figure out who's been placing bets and be able to analyze that information. I wonder, uh, cause you give away that privacy when you sign up for their, you know, for their privacy policies and things like that. Like you're giving up the right to be able to, for people to be able to go through that stuff, man, that would be some insane information to have whoever runs that to look at all the bets that were placed. And I wonder how many are tied to like across the country are tied to family members that are playing a sort a certain sport that to me would be the bigger thing is because you know that family members have inside information that other people do not have yeah. you know and maybe unwarranted like they're just asking about you know yeah, like they're not necessarily me. seeking it out they're just like yeah. oh well now i know this i'm gonna go put five dollars down on the game you know right like my mom would like just have normal conversations with my parents like oh he's not doing well like he got hurt this practice yeah. like, such oh, and we, such we, got we, hurt yeah yeah we don't know if he's gonna play like that's just a family member i wonder if that's like actually occurred such and such can't play your mom turns around puts them puts the entire <laughs> the entire mortgage down on uh, on the other team <laughs> unbelievable your mom your mom's betting against you <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know like i i don't know where this is gonna go what a crazy story though dude of course it's iowa and iowa state that are wrapped up right in the middle of it i mean it's not funny but it's funny from a sense it just came out of nowhere, Jared, like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't even anticipate any of that. And then I'll, all of a sudden you get that release from Iowa state. And I was like, Oh, cause you see the thing you texted me earlier in the day. And then we were talking about, or then I'd seen the thing about Iowa baseball. But at that point, I don't think anybody knew that there was any more scope to it than that, you know? Yeah. And then I get the release from Iowa state and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So my day just took a turn. Uh, yeah, you probably thought I was just bullshitting when I first sent you. No, I didn't think you were. I 100% believed what you were talking about, like what you were telling me. It just was that all of a sudden took it from where it was like a story that I was just like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting to potentially keep an eye on to all of a sudden it's like, oh, so this is like a thing now, you know, like this is like a whole statewide thing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what about Northern Iowa? 
where are their athletes at? They didn't place any bets. They don't even, they don't even have internet over in Cedar Falls, dude. They, they're just they're just. Don't old. they have like the best internet in the state in Cedar Falls? They got no the. They know. have that. Uh, they've got that that municipal utilities internet out there. Uh, no no competition. Them. Yeah. Shit, I might move to Cedar Falls. There's some good old country folk in Cedar Falls area. You act like Cedar Falls is the most back home place on the planet. <laughs> it's pretty back home compared to Iowa City and Ames. Well, I guess Ames is pretty back home too. Get out of here, dude. You never been to Clarinda. That's that's back home, let me tell you. That's that's different. That's on a different You spectrum. were you'd get your ass kicked at the sticks at sticks in Clarinda. God, I hope not. I, I would love to visit someday. I don't want to get beat up. Well, uh, I I don't know. There's some farmers in there that if you walked in wearing the boots and the denim, oh, trust they me, would I, be I offended. They'd I, learned be offended. I, I learned how to put a cowboy hat on, right? And I learned not to wear boots with shorts. They'd accuse you of cultural appropriation. Mm. I'll become one with the people there. <laughs> All right. I got a couple stories for us before we, uh, before we finish this thing up. Uh, the first one comes from the Associated Press. Uh, the headline... Germany, man rescued from woods after sex game goes awry. Oh, uh, this comes from Berlin. German police say a 51 year old man who was left tied up in the woods when a sex game went awry, had a lucky escaped after a cyclist and a hunter heard his screams for help. Police said the man was discovered fully dressed, but firmly bound with ropes and a pantyhose over his head atop a deer hunting platform near the town of Buchberg late Wednesday. In a statement Friday, police said the man appeared to have been tied up by a woman he met online. After she had done so, the woman received a phone call and fled the woods suddenly, leaving the man behind in a helpless state. Quote, the 51-year-old told officers that he had a box cutter on him for such situations, but seemed to have underestimated the woman's bondage skills because he was unable to reach the knife, police said. The man was unarmed and refused to provide information about the woman's identity. Police have opened an investigation of uh, into her on suspicion of failure to render assistance and possible deprivation of liberty. Thoughts on the sex game gone awry? What in the fuck is going on in Germany? <laughs> what in the heck? Are we serious over there? Apparently. Man. Wow. That's my comment. Wow. What sex game involves being tied up in the woods? People are weird though. Like there's, there's some kiki people out there. Imagine the realization that, you know, you're getting tied up. She gets a phone call. You're like, Oh, she'll be right back. Never comes back. Never comes back. Then you're like, Oh, well I have my box cutter. And then you're trying to squirm around, trying to get your hands in your pockets to get your bucks, your box cutter out. And you're like, Oh no. Oh no. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble now. You know, like that would be how, what's your panic level like at that point? Panic level. That would have to be like one of the most, I'm trying to think of like worse feelings than being tied somewhere and not, you know, get out. Like Especially by a be? random stranger. Like yeah. Some person you met online. Maybe like suffocating and not having a way to get air. Mm -hmm. Like that might be up there. The feeling when you're diving in a pool and you dive too deep and you're like, you, the, it keeps going, like the water is so high and you're just waiting to get to the top of the water, water, but you're not there yet, but you're trying to hold your breath, but you can't. That's up there. I mean, imagine if the guy had died out there, you know? What a way to go out though. 
with pantyhose on your head pantyhose on your head tied up that at that point jared you're just you're mad respect to him for not giving up the woman yeah he's not he's not giving her up some kinky shit all right uh this one comes from new jersey uh hundreds of pounds of pasta dumped near new jersey stream authorities in a central new jersey town say they're no longer oh my god I can't even read this. Just wait. Okay. Authorities in a central New Jersey town say they're no longer noodling over the mystery of how many pounds of pasta were dumped near a stream. Noodling? <laughs> Old Bridge Mayor Owen Henry said Friday that pasta, including spaghetti and macaroni, was cleaned up last week by public works crews shortly after officials learned about the... <sighs> learned about the oodles of noodles that quickly drew national attention when photos of pasta were posted on social media. The estimated 500 pounds of pasta were apparently raw when it was dumped, but subsequent heavy rain softened the food and made the mounds look like they had been cooked. 500 pounds of raw pasta dumped in a stream. I saw this on TikTok, uh, a video of it. Did you see a picture of it? Yeah, I see. I see the picture. It is insane. It it's nasty. I mean, it is disgusting. Uh, I can't, I can't pull it up on my. Here. It's actually crazy to see that amount of raw cooked noodles. It's not cooked, uncooked noodles. Or, well, it, it rain made it. Tomato, cooked. tomato. Yeah, made it appear cooked. Yeah. Uh, here's the. Here's the pasta. Uh, looks like shaved hair. It does look like shaved hair. That looks like a monster in some sort of like Adam's family remake. Yeah, like someone's gonna jump right through it. What other photos do we have of the pasta? It's a lot of pasta, dude. Yeah, it just looks like a bunch of shit. Who's I'm surprised no one does this. I'm surprised there's like no uh, birds or animals that got into this. You know, it took multiple trips to be able to dump all of that. Yeah. Like why? What do you, what do you get out of it? Right. What's the point? Why not just give it away or something? Is this, or throw this, it away like a normal person? This wouldn't be classified as littering, right? Oh, 100% it's littering, dumping Is it? something. But, food, the, but they said they're not going to, uh, the, the mayor said that he hopes that it doesn't, uh that the police don't continue to continue to worry about this which i can respect we do a lot of time worrying about things that don't matter in this country i can respect that the mayor of of what's this place of old bridge new jersey sat there and said yeah we got bigger problems i'm not worried about this one give the give this guy a raise for not providing resources towards this ongoing issue right i did i'd help with his re-election campaign yeah Maybe, or it was an inside job for him to get in the public spotlight. Yeah. And foil hat on. It's back on. It's back I think, on. I think, I think there's an inside job going on. Just what we needed. The tinfoil hat back on. Yeah. All right, man. Interesting episode. Interesting episode. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about next week. And I promise that something will come out within the next few hours, right before we're done recording. And. <laughs> Happens all the time. Big story drops. Pisses me off. Every time. Every time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you soon. Peace. Iowa everywhere.